Welcome back to another episode of All Things Red. On today's show, I have Nellie DeFerris. Nellie went to Mercyhurst with me. She played lacrosse. I played lacrosse. And then, obviously, just through that alone and then having other mutual friends at a small school, um, we stayed in touch. And then she's actually out in Colorado right now, which I was out in Colorado briefly before the pandemic broke out. And then we, I had the chance of uh, seeing her one night out. And then we just stayed in, <laughs> still staying in touch. So I uh, wanted to have you on. So, Nellie, how are we doing? I'm good. Oh, well, thanks for having me on. Um, this is awesome. <laughs> is this uh, the first podcast you're doing? Yeah, I've never been asked to be on a co- podcast until now. So, um Thanks for having me on. Let me be the first podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's 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 honestly it's it's nothing too crazy. It's just like us uh, catching up and whatnot. But um, so for people that don't know you, obviously outside of Mercyhurst or people from your hometown that are listening that don't know you, like who 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 is Nellie and like what are you all about? Um. Yeah. So I'm Nellie Nellie DeFerris. I'm from a really small town called Watertown, New York. Um. It's in upstate New York. John's probably going to try to say that Buffalo is upstate New York, but it's really not. So um, I'm a true upstater. John's not. Um, I went to Mercier's with John, obviously. I majored in public health, exercise science, uh, played lacrosse for a little bit, um, graduated from there, took a year off, then I moved out to Colorado. Now I'm in grad school doing public health. Um, yeah, that's kind of the, the base of it. That's kind of who I am. I'm actually glad that you said Buffalo is not upstate because <laughs> I argue with so many people about that. And they're like, oh, you live in upstate. Like my buddies in Boston and then like the kids I played lacrosse with at Hobart, they're always just like, oh, upstate sucks. Upstate. I'm like, Buffalo is not upstate. It's western New York. And, it's and they're western always just- New York. Yes, thank you, thank you. You're the first person that has said that. Everyone else is like, no, it's upstate, stop being an asshole. I'm like, I'm not being an asshole, you're just pissing me off because it's not upstate. I get so pissed off. Like, I have had, like, customers, and they'll be like, they're from, like, New York, and usually when you say you're from New York, it's always, like, New York City, and I'm like, well, I'm not from New York City, I'm from upstate New York. They're like, oh, so am I, Buffalo, and I was like, that's, no, and they're like, well, it's above New York City, it's upstate New York. So, it's, it's a pet peeve, but... No, yeah, that's that's one of mine as well. Because it's like if you look at where Buffalo is in New York, it is literally as far west as possible. <laughs> yeah. Um. So what? So what? You know, kind of going back to like how we met and everything, and uh, going to Mercyhurst and stuff like that. Um. Were you recruited by other D two schools or even some D one schools uh, out of high school? Like, what led you going to Mercyhurst? Um, yeah, so I was doing the whole, like, lacrosse recruiting thing because that's just, like, it was just, like, a thing, like, at my school, like, everyone went and got lacrosse scholarships, and you went and played in college, um, so I, I mainly had, like, D2 and D3 offers, like, I went and visited, uh, Fisher and Naz, um, I was supposed to go visit Lake Erie, um, I did have one look from Temple, but I kind of had, I had the knee surgery, like, my sophomore year of high school, so that put me out, like, my whole junior year, like, the time, like, I needed sophomore year summer, like, at all those camps, and I didn't have it, so I was kind of playing catch-up. Um, yeah. But I wanted nothing to do with Mercier's. My dad was like, we need to go look at this school, like, 
let, let's just look at it. We'll go hit Mercier. So then, like, Erie and I was like, no, like, I have, like, I don't care about Mercier. It's like, it looks like a lame school. And... <laughs> <laughs> so we go on the visit or whatever, like, have on my overnight. And, of course, there's a party at the Go House. Um, Legendary. <laughs> yeah. So, and I, like, committed right then and there after the night at the Go House. I was with um, Angelina. Simon, mm-hmm. we were on our visit together, and we were like, "Yeah, we got to go here. This school is awesome. Like they party so hard. This is awesome." So we committed right then and there, and then I didn't even go on my visit to like Erie because I committed right in the office with Cecil right there. So okay, so I have to ask you because everyone. Well, I don't want to say everyone, but for people I've talked to about this, they say that their first experience as a high schooler at Mercyhurst is always like holy shit this school is crazy so what do you think it is about it that like leaves that impression on everyone oh i mean i was like i'm not gonna lie i was pretty crazy in high school i mean you know me as a freshman like yeah you were out of your mind yeah i was in a good way in a good way (laughs) (laughs) um honestly it's because you're in erie you're in the middle of nowhere like there's nothing else to do and then like Mercier's is just like this weird school posted up on 38th so you're like let's drink like yeah no because I had uh when Ben and Derek were on um Ben was saying that because his older brother Ian played at Mercyhurst and won a national title with them the only year that they did win it um and Ben was saying how when he was in high school, he did get rec- recruited by a couple of D1 schools, other D2 schools, but he knew right from seeing his, like the experience his brother had, he's like, okay, these guys are good. It's good lacrosse and they party their ass off. So that's exactly what I want. And I'm going to Mercyhurst. And obviously right. he did. And Ben lived at Goat House. Um, and for those that know what Goat House is, <laughs> um, but even even when I had friends visit, like I've had a lot of friends visit over the years that I was at Mercyhurst and they always leave and they're just like, what the fuck was that place? Like, oh, I yeah. were, was that real life? And even like uh, two of my friends, uh, Grace and Claire, which Claire is uh, one of Christina Roberti's best friends. They Grace and Claire played lacrosse at Marquette. And even when they came to visit, they were like, yo, where what was that? Like, what? there's no other place that's like that. Like, when you enter Erie, it's like you're in an alternate universe. Yeah, that's <laughs> and, really true. Like, you yeah. enter those gates, and it's like, yeah. it's going down. <laughs> yeah, no, literally. And it's just funny to me, because even uh, Colin, a couple of Colin's boys that went to Ohio State came to visit, and the one night, they didn't even make it out. And they're just like, yo, you guys are some sickos. And wow. I just think it's funny that everyone, whether you go to the school or whether you not don't go to the school, like that's always the impression that's left on someone. And I just never like we understand it, but I like still in a way don't understand it. Yeah, I agree with that. But it's also like we're out of our mind, but then at the same time it's like we manage to like have all these like smart kids on the team and it's like, okay, you guys are smart, but you're also out of your mind and you like party like animals. <laughs> that's hilarious that's so true though but i mean and the other thing is too is like the sports aren't bad like as big as like closet degenerates as everyone is but which i'm not saying that in a bad way because you're in college and anyone that looks down on that is like oh like okay like don't be a hypocrite but um it's also like 
kind of funny because like you said, there are a decent amount of smart kids at the school and then like the sports itself is, are good. So it's like everything about Mercy and Erie really doesn't make any sense. No. <laughs> now, one thing like we were talking about uh, before we started was like lacrosse and stuff. So you won, you, you were a freshman and you guys won the PSACs. Um, you won the conference title. Um, and then obviously after that, be, you know, we'll get into that in a second, but uh, you eventually stopped playing lacrosse, which I mentioned to you, my lacrosse experience, I started to like despise and hate lacrosse because in college, which I don't think a lot of people talk about is it's not so much you're playing for the love of the game. Like, yeah, sure you are. But at the end of the day, it's also a business because if you don't perform, someone else is taking your spot. And if you don't perform as a team, your coaches can potentially get fired. So it's, I mean, it is fun. Don't get me wrong, but there's that element of like consistent, I don't want to say pressure because I never felt pressured, but there's that consistent, like you need to perform or there's a consequence of some sort. So I don't know why necessarily you stopped playing, but like, before we get into that, like, if you want to talk a little about, about like what, like the season was like when you guys won the peace acts and then like lead into that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, freshman year, like, and you can like freshman year, you are at Hobart, right? Yes. So like you're a freshman and you're on this like new lax team. It's, it's unreal. Like it feels awesome. Like being in this whole new like college environment. Um, PSAX was awesome. Like, our team dominated. Um, my seniors that year, I want to say it was Birdie and, like, Gevs and all of them. So, we were good. Like, we had a really good team. Uh, we won the PSAX. And then after PSAX, we actually had a saying of, like, climb to Denver because if we won, like, NCAA would be in Denver. So, kind of ironic now that I'm here in Denver. But um, we went to... Where are the arches? Those like arches. It starts with an M. What state is that? Uh, is it Montana where the arches are? No, not like rock arches. It's like a metal arch. Oh, uh, if it's the metal arch, it's St. Louis. Yeah, yeah. Missouri, we Missouri, Missouri. Yes, Missouri. Yes, yeah, yes. that's where we went. So we went to Missouri after we won the PSACs. Um, God, I don't even know who we played. It's like, I know it's bad, but like we lost. But it was still just like a great experience like it's a whole different level of across from high school um like the girls were all great on that team like nothing ever against the girls um mm -hmm. i mean after we won psax was nuts like another thing with mercier it's like if you're not 21 you know you can't go to the stone and yeah. our whole team was at the stone like i'm a freshman and i'm getting drunk at the stone so <laughs> that mm -hmm. was that was fun no it was awesome I I miss it sometimes I'm like man I wish I didn't leave the lacrosse team but I kind of knew I needed to get my priorities straight and in the end it was a better decision to leave the team no 100% and like what is your thought on like the whole like business aspect of it because um I, I mean it's a little bit different like and I'm not knocking it which I don't know how else to come across when I say this without sounding like I'm knocking it and talking down on it but like I had the conversation with Ben and like when I have Vargo on in a couple of weeks I'm gonna have him I'm gonna talk about it with him as well but like division one to division two in my opinion was such a drop-off not that any of the kids at Mercier's couldn't play division one because they absolutely all could but it was yeah. just more so of 
like when I got to Mercyhurst, it, there wasn't as much like um, the schedule wasn't as hectic. Like you weren't doing as many 5 a.m.s. You weren't doing as many um, film studies, as many like lacrosse oriented things. And then so like for me, it was a little bit nice and I enjoyed it because when I was at Hobart, it was like a full time job on top of going to school and doing get, taking care of everything you needed to get done. And then obviously, you know, your first couple of years away from home and you're in college and you're in this new environment, like part of you wants to be young, wild and free and go crazy. Mm-hmm. But you do you do have these priorities and you're a little bit uh, um you're not being held to the same standard as like a normal student is compared to like a student athlete. So the thing that I kind of fell out of love for the game was the whole business aspect of it is like, it's like you have a job to do regardless if you have classes or you have other things going on. Like when you're playing lacrosse or in, you're in that locker room, it's all lacrosse all the time. And yeah. that wasn't something I was necessarily prepared for because I didn't know anyone else um, that was playing that was playing lacrosse. Like I obviously I did, but I didn't, that was never something to ask them. I thought it was like, okay, I'm just going to be going and playing on a really good team with uh, really good players. And it's going to be a little bit more competitive and a little bit, you know, I'm going to have to grow a little bit and be, be more mature. Like that's what I thought it was. So I never asked those questions. And then obviously having other buddies um, that have played, you know, D1 and D2, D3 and stuff like that. That's all like looking back, they say the same thing. They're just like, if, there's like a bit of advice I can give the kids in high school. Like, it's like, yo, really know what you're getting into because yeah, you're going to be playing at a high level, but just the whole schedule and how your life revolves around school and lacrosse is not something I think a lot of people are prepared for. And then they kind of, in a way, like lose like their love and fire for the game. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I kind of agree with that. I never, it was never something that went through my mind as I was at Mercier on the team, but like now when I think back on it, so my freshman year we had uh, Cecil Pilsen as our head coach and then um, Coach Hurley and Coach Thomas as our assistant coaches. And like I I loved freshman year with them. I actually kind of did like that grid of like, okay, like we're going to wake up early. We have a 6 a.m. conditioning. Like you're going to go to class and we're going to have like a lift or practice or something like that. Like, I like having that structured routine. And then Diesel had gotten an offer to be a D1 coach at Butler for like a startup program. So of course he took it. And then um, our assistant coaches, they had just kind of gone their separate ways and started coaching at other places. And we kind of just got like this new coach. His name is Kevin Cook. He's still the coach, great guy, whatever. But I feel like for the women's program, a coach was kind of just thrown in there so we could still have a team like Mm -hmm. our our practices were kind of lame we were doing like sean t t25 is our conditioning i don't know what that is is wait is that the dude that's always on uh, tv doing like the crazy jumping jacks and shit like that yes and i was like this is like not what i signed up for like (laughs) (laughs) like i'm an athlete like i am not doing jumping jacks and like because we would just go to, like, the rec center. Like, we would usually work out at the hockey room or whatever. And here we are, like, in this little, like, tiny room doing, like, T25 on a projector. I don't know. Which, thank so. God, they're redoing the, the rec and the Mac. Because that that uh, that basketball court that we would practice on yeah, was, like, a goddamn shuffleboard. 
<laughs> oh my god, terrible. Yeah. And you may probably <laughs> die. There's probably so much mold and disgusting stuff that we're breathing in. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. So you're doing you're doing T twenty five and what else? We would just do like T twenty five. We'd do these stupid like conditioning drills in the beginning of our practice and it just was a joke. That's really what it was. It was a joke. Because mm-hmm. I was like, this isn't middle school across anymore. Like, we're at a Division two level, and I feel like we have totally dropped, like, honestly, our accountability. Like, we're not who we were last year. Mm-hmm. And do you think that came from, like, not having, like, obviously having the girls that were seniors uh, graduate or, and then obviously the whole coaching change and then the loss of identity within the pro, well, I don't want to say the program, but like loss of identity with like the team and, and everything like that. Would you think that that contributed to it? Um, yeah, I think lose our seniors, we had my freshman year, definitely they were the best group of seniors we had around. So losing mm-hmm. them probably did something because I feel like with a different coaching staff, they would have been able to be like, Hey, like, I know this isn't how we want it to be, but, like, let's think, make the most of it and, like, we got this. Like, they would have been the girls to, like, step up to the plate and do that. And I think with the different, you know, transition of coaching staffs, like, the seniors are just different girls on the team. They, like, lost sight of that in a way. And, like, I'm not talking any shame or hate. It's just, like, it is what it is. I think we were all kind of, like, fed up with, like, well, dang, this kind of sucks. Like, this isn't what we want to do. Uh huh. And then, did you ever have the thought of transferring after you got done playing, or were you like, "No, I'm staying here for good"? Um. No, I really never had. I never had that thought. Um, because it wasn't like. I didn't hate Mercyhurst. That was not. That was never my thing. Um. Hmm. Like, I wanted to stay at Mercier's, so, yeah, I never had that yeah. thought. Yeah, no, because when, when I got the boot from the team, I had the exact same thing. I was just like, fuck, but then I'm, like, sitting there thinking, I'm like, well, at least the school is fun as fuck, so <laughs> I'm just going to oh stay God, here. Oh, my God, I totally forgot. Yeah, you got the boot from the team. Yeah, I did. I did. We're not going to go into why. We're not no, doing we that. Go but no, 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 no. But yeah, I actually, I just remember coming home. I was walking across the campus parking lot. Like, cause you know where our house was. Our house was right across from the church. So yeah. Um, I texted the boys. I texted Colin, Zachro and uh, Elijah and Mr. Man. I was just like, I'm on my way home, but none of them are home except for Colin. And when I got in the house, he was just like, so how'd it go? And I'm like, yeah, coach gave me the boot. And then I went in my room. I'm in my room, like, about to start doing – I think I was going to go play the Xbox, do some home. Actually, I was about to say I was going to do some homework, but that's just not true. So uh, I probably – I was probably going to go, like, change to go go to the stone or something like that. I don't know. Maybe play some Xbox. And then he walked in my room, and he was just like, yeah, uh, you trying to go to Ohio State this weekend? And just ever since then, like, when we were driving to Ohio State, like, all of us – I was just like, okay, yeah, that really sucks. I just got the boot, and um, now I have to have, like, hand surgery and all that bullshit. But at the end of the day, I have, an, I have a full year and a half of just being a normal student and not being able to do what 
I originally was doing, obviously because I was playing lacrosse, which lacrosse mm-hmm. was a bigger priority at the time. But looking back on it, it actually, um, as crazy as it sounds, is one of the best things that ever happened to me because I got, I had the experience of being a student athlete, playing lacrosse, and then the back end of uh, like college. I was able to go to different schools, visit friends and just like a, like be a normal student. And I think that I love that as much as I love playing lacrosse. Like I love that way more. Yeah, I, I agree. It kind of makes you like almost like grateful. You're like, dang, I put myself through all of that stress, like being a student athlete. And this is what it's like to actually be a normal student. It's uh, it's polar opposite too because you for a second like I'm just like oh no I can't go out wait I can go out I don't have anything going on tomorrow yeah. I'm good to go do you think uh, do you think that school or at least college um, prepares you for like the real world like the real world like after college um yes and no um. I mean, speaking from, like, Mercier's terms, because I don't know how other schools work, but, like, like grad school right now, like, I think Mercier's, the level of their education definitely has prepared me. Like, I had some hard-ass classes at Mercier's. Like, I'm not, like, I failed my first religion class. I went into religion, and I was like, this is easy. I went to church school, and then, like, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I got you it. actually failed? Yes, I failed my first freshman year i got an f in religion so how like what did you you just like not study or just like what was it (laughs) well the professor and i really didn't start off right i had caesar montevecchio Um, yes that's who that's who we had he was no (laughs) bullshit he he had no sympathy no sympathy and like i didn't put um like quotation marks around one of my quotes and he he sent the whole letter home like to my dad in watertown that was like your daughter has plagiarized and she needs to do something with the school and blah, blah, blah. And my dad like called me, he was freaking out. He was like, what are you doing? Like plagiarizing. And I was just like, I didn't like, so yeah, Caesar and I just, we didn't, we didn't get along, but like for exercise science, I had hard classes like X phys, like you're up late at night studying your physiology, your anatomy and all that stuff. So that in well, a way prepared me for like grad school, but I don't know if necessarily like the real world how I would say Mercier's prepared me. Like I think school can only do so much. Like uh-huh. I Mercier's was like four and a half hours away from Watertown, so I was close enough but also far enough away from home where I was independent. Um mm-hmm. I didn't have a car until my junior year, so like if I wanted to go home, like, my dad was putting me on the Greyhound or the Amtrak. So, <laughs> I don't know. I've always been pretty independent. So, I think, yeah, I Mercy has prepared me for the real world. What I – okay, so I want to talk about this now. Like, the whole exercise thing. So, I know, like, you – I forget who you did it with um, exactly. But you had, like, a little fitness page that you started <laughs> on Instagram after, after you stopped playing lacrosse. And yeah. for – no, I mean, you've always been a fit girl, but like you were really in shape um, when you were doing that. And I, again, like you'll laugh because I don't ever have a filter and I'm just going to say how I feel. But I think it's kind of uh, laughable how 
some people, and I'm not including you in this, so I don't think I am, how some people will just record workouts, throw them on Instagram, and then post meals, and then play it off as like their trainers and it's just like yo you right. don't know you don't know what the fuck you're doing like and there's people that go to school for it obviously like you did and um a lot of trainers that work with uh, professional athletes and mm-hmm. i always had a joke towards i always had a joke with zachro because you know he's doing fitness training <laughs> out in colorado yeah i always had a joke with him and he would always say yes to me because that's the type of person he is he has a lot of confidence and um, me just like, you know, always dogging on him. I'm just like, no, n- absolutely not. I said to him, I go, so if an NFL player, an NBA player came to you and said, Hey, get me ready for the season. Do you, are you confident enough that you could get them trained, conditioned and train them with injury prevention, which some people are like, well, an injury may happen. You never know, but you being an exercise science, you know, that you can train to prevent non-contact injuries and those type of things. Um, I would always say to him, I go, do you really think you could train maybe someone like Tyreek Hill for the Chiefs and him be in the best shape of his life? And Zach was always like, yeah, easily. Like, obviously, because <laughs> he just has that confidence. But you laugh because me and you both know that it's just like, it, it's not it's not that easy. Like, each right. sport has different training. Um, a lot of people that, like, lift weights and train from a guy's aspect, they're doing bodybuilding and powerlifting workouts when really it's like, yo, your body's not meant to do that. Like kind of like how Tom Brady yeah. has TB12. And then, you know, some of the things that you do um, or you did, did do being a girl and stuff like that. So how much does like seeing that type of stuff like bother you versus like being like, oh, like, do you take it as like a slap to the face? Cause you're actually going to school for it. Whereas like you see people just posting their workouts cause they've always been in shape and then trying to, make a buck off it without actually knowing what the hell they're doing um yeah i will say the whole like fitness influencing whatever you want to call it like instagram thing it annoys me now like when i so hannah mardino and i like started the it was called gains and grub we started mm-hmm. our instagram and it wasn't to like be like hey this is like the knowledge we know so like you're only going to listen to us type thing. It was kind of just like, Hey, like we're these college girls and like, we're going to show you some workouts and like some things to eat and like stuff like that. Um, I mean, we have no idea how to like add music to any videos, edit anything. So like our page was pretty much a joke. And uh-huh. I mean, it was a good page though. I mean, kind of. I don't know. It was all right. <laughs> <laughs> it was all right. But... For what you were working with, it was good. We'll say that. Yeah, for what we worked with, it was good. So, like, I guess, like, that was cool because, like, we did. We got a lot of followers from, like, Mercier's. And, like, people were like, oh, my gosh. Like, you guys are, like, so motivational. Like, this is awesome. Like, keep doing what you're doing. And so we kind of stuck with that for a while. And then Hannah kind of, like, fell off the wagon with it. And then that's when I then I kind of took the role in it and then I made it Woe Nelly. I don't know if you followed Woe Nelly. No, I'm going to have to after we finish this. Woe Nelly. No, there's, no <laughs> Woe Nelly isn't a thing anymore. Woe Nelly. Oh, not. okay, okay, okay. But like, I kind of turned it into Woe Nelly and it was like my page. And like, I, I do, like I went to school, like I have exercise science, like I know my shit, but it's also very annoying when like you're on Instagram, you're on your popular page and it's like, you see all these other accounts and like, they say like, Oh, you need to do this. And like, this works for me. And like, it'll work for you too. And it's like, Oh my gosh. Like the, 
people believe anything they read and it's like especially for girls like our bodies are all different and like what works for you might not work for that person so that's where I Mm -hmm. would get very annoyed and it's just like I fell into this trap with the whole like fitness page where it's like you just become obsessive and like you you see one page and it's like well why can't my page look like that or like why can't I look like her and it's 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 a black hole so I was just like yeah I can't do this anymore like first of all I get like 30 likes and this is bad (laughs) how I wasn't gonna ask you about this but now that I now that you said that because social media like I think that me personally like if I didn't use social media for work and I wasn't using it with like the podcast and stuff I wouldn't even have a social media Um, just because of that aspect of, I think it is a black hole. I think that it is obviously like everyone's highlight reels. And then you fall into that trap of like comparing, um, of like, damn, like I only have 15 likes or I only have 20 likes and stuff like that. And for me with like doing the podcast, I, once I post it, I don't even, I don't even look at it again because I didn't even, when I started the podcast, I was like, okay, this is going to be something fun to do. Uh, wherever it goes, it goes. Uh, and to be honest with you, I didn't expect a single person to listen. I was really just doing this um, from the whole aspect of I know like we've all felt lost at times. So I'm like, you know what? Like I want to have kids one day, not anytime soon, but one day. <laughs> and if they're ever like, hey, dad, like I don't know what I want to do. I could be like, hey, I have a whole library of conversations from people that when I was in my 20s, they were in their 20s. Like, Maybe you could find something out of that. So that's like how it all stems. And then I'm just like, you know what? Like the easiest way to get pe- more people on or more people to yeah. want to know it to, is to like post about it and stuff. But I never fell into that trap of like comparing with this. But I have friends who do photography pages or do other fitness pages. And they're always talking about that. And they're like, I only got 30 likes. Uh, I, I only got 20 likes or um looking at the analytics, I only reached a thousand people, but I have a thousand followers. Like what the hell? And then it's like, they kind of like, in a way, like talk themselves out of it and like limit yeah. themselves from it. So like, is that kind of, I mean, I know you said, talked about it a little bit. Is that kind of like the thought process you had going on when you were doing it? Um, I mean, yeah, definitely. Like the whole like thing was a part of it. Um, I mean, I'd be like, dang, like this post didn't get any likes. I thought this was going to get a lot of likes. Or like, whoa, this one got a lot of likes. Like, I need to keep posting stuff like this. But I wasn't necessarily, like, so caught up on, like, the likes and stuff like that. When I mean, like, a black hole and, like, comparing myself, like, I mean it, like, a whole, like, body image thing. Like, that's a whole other black hole, you know? Like, it's... Oh, 100%. Like, being, being a female, like on the internet when a million of other females have like these fitness pages you're just like that's what I want to look like so that's that's kind of why I was like I gotta stop this like I'm promoting this healthy lifestyle but I'm actually really not living one so that's kind of that was my whole thing with it I haven't seen one yet but I think it would be hilarious if I saw like a fitness page where it's just like um a girl or a guy just showing off like no like working out obviously but then not like doing like the polar opposite like just they're working out but then they're crushing pizza because like we do that like i i was thinking about doing that the other day like yesterday i got done working out and i'm just like damn i would smack a small pizza from this pizza place by us right now which a lot of people may not do that yeah but also 
this is why I like hate social media now because there's a whole new thing where it's like I mean, I don't know how you feel I don't know I might sound like an asshole but I'm just gonna say how it is like people are like promoting fatness nowadays and I'm like what the fuck like uh, oh yeah 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 no continue because I I'll yeah go on <laughs> I just like I get it we need to live a balanced lifestyle and like everything in moderation and it's it's if you want to have some pizza one day like go ahead have a pizza like the one day is not going to ruin all your progress but like why are we promoting like i eat mcdonald's like every day and i love my rolls like it just doesn't make any sense to me like come on no i i agree and um if you sound like an asshole, you sound like an asshole, whatever. It, everyone does at some point in time. It's not that big of a deal. But the thing that bothers me about that, because I don't disagree with you, the thing that bothers me about that is that there is, and I've had conversations with other buddies about this, is that it's like one in one breath, it's like, yes, you should love yourself. You should be comfortable in your own right. skin. A hundred percent, no matter if you have rolls, you got back fat, if you got a double chin, like who really cares? Because at the end of the day, the people that are meant to be in your life are going to love you regardless if you're 400 pounds or a hundred pounds, you know? Um, obviously, um, it's a little different mental thought when you're talking about public perception and how people Mm -hmm. perceive you that are not, you know, your loved ones. But the thing that I always get annoyed by is that, yes, I see people that are like promoting self-love and body and, you know, loving your body, which is great. But, there's no conversation around like, yo, you're unhealthy. Like you carrying all that fat could lead to heart disease. You carrying all that fat could lead to more things. You eating that fast food, you doing this, you doing that. And that to me is never, I don't know if it's because we're not properly educated about food um, in school. If we're really not, uh, you know, put on to what, you know, natural supplements like vitamins and minerals and electrolytes and all these like magnesium, vitamin D and like all these things that we could put into our bodies to better our bodies. Like if those like aren't things we're educated on or if you get pushback because it's like, oh, well, you were listening to Joe Rogan and you were listening to these dudes and da, da, da. But it's like, yo, but they have a point. Like yeah. if you really think about our food system and stuff like that. So like for me, that's where like I kind of get annoyed with it is it's like, yo, eat your McDonald's. Cool. But like, do you realize how bad that shit is for you? And then yeah. obviously you get kicked back being like, well, a life short. I'm going to eat whatever the fuck I want to eat, which, yeah, go ahead. I smash chicken finger subs and pizza all the time. I, I don't care. Like, I don't need to have like a ripped six pack or anything. But at the <laughs> same time, it's like I'm also in shape and healthy. Yeah. And, and, and it's there's nothing wrong. Like, I'm not a fat shamer. I haven't I don't fat shame anyone. But at the same time, it's like, yo, like it's not about looking a certain way, but it's more so about your overall health. Like you're not healthy. And like, I think that it's kind of crazy that when that topic of conversation comes up, people get so taken back by it. Like you're being a dick or you're being an asshole. Right. No, I agree with that. It's not, it's not about how you look and I am all about body positivity. Like love the body you live in, but Mm -hmm. also like treat your body, right. Give your body good, sustainable whole foods. Like, don't treat it like shit that's yeah and the other thing is too is like there's a lot of like study which i'm sure you know because you're in uh exercise science and study all that stuff but like a lot of things that people don't know about which i didn't even know about until zachro and zachro put me onto it when i was out living in denver is gut health like how like your gut (laughs) health is directly related to your brain health and how if you have a bad unhealthy gut 
it can cause like diseases yes. and things to start in your body. And then it even, it has a direct correlation to your mental health as well. So on top of you not eating right, not getting the proper, you know, maybe sunlight, vitamin D, all those things, not drinking enough water, taking vitamins. Right. And then as you're getting older, you stay in that routine of like going out every weekend, eating shitty food. And then obviously social media, like you're literally just asking for a breakdown. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, you really are. Um, what, uh, so like come, going off of that, like, are there, what are some things that like you've learned from, uh, like doing all you've done with like health and fitness and then obviously like taking classes and post-grad stuff that you think should be taught at like the youngest levels of education possible that you were kind of like, whoa, why aren't they teaching these things? Like health related or? Uh, yeah, health related, just general health related stuff. Mm. Um, if there's I anything. Mean, I, I mean, yeah, I just think like a more emphasis on like, you don't need to like be teaching people like this is like a diet to live by. It's just like live a balanced lifestyle. If these foods like work for your gut, then like stick to it. Like everyone's gut is different. Like find the foods that work for you. Like try to like work out every day, get some movement in. Like it's simple stuff. Like we don't need to overcomplicate it and going back to social media I feel like social media has complicated a lot of you know diet exercise lifestyle for us and we don't need to overcomplicate it did uh so you moving out to Colorado was that for that was that something that you wanted to do or did you only do that because of grad school so like I shouldn't ask it that way my bad so like did you (laughs) want to go out to Colorado and then you looked at schools out there or were you just applying to a bunch of random schools and wherever you went and where you were going to post up um so I knew I wanted to be in Colorado and I knew I wanted to go to grad school and I had been like looking at the programs in um Colorado and I like knew that was kind of where I wanted to go um Mm -hmm. so I met like Colorado School of Public Health and it's like um so Colorado State, CU Denver, and then like University of Northern Colorado, they call it like UNC. So it's like mm-hmm. those three, those three schools, and they like combine this whole like uh, public health program. So I moved out to Colorado, and I was living in Fort Collins um, with my really good friend Darcy from back home. We went to high school together. So I spent the first year with her, and then I kind of was like, dang, like I need to get on this grad school stuff. Like I got to get applying. So I just applied to the one school and I got in and I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm going back to school. Um, and now I'm here. Now I'm in Denver because I have an internship and all that fun stuff. Oh, you finally moved into Denver. Cause I know when I was out there for a little bit and I hit you up about uh, meeting us out one night, you were saying how you were in Fort Collins and that it wouldn't be as easy because it's like an hour or so away or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Did, um, why did you want to do like Denver, like, or not Denver, but why Colorado of all places you could go? Like, what about Colorado was like, this is where I want to be. Um, I don't know. I had visited Darcy who I lived with. I visited her, um, one spring break and I had never been to Colorado before I even visited her. And I already had it in my mind. Like Colorado seems cool to live in. Like, I think the whole aspect of like 
people are active and healthy and like that's what they like to do um the winters aren't as harsh (laughs) um mountains like stuff like that kind of had drawn me there and then when I visited her it was like yeah this place is for me like I can definitely stick around here and then yeah when I moved out I think my family thought it was only going to be like a year and I was like you guys don't know what's coming for you like I'm out here for a while. <laughs> yeah, I'm out here. What? How much? Like, from your perspective, at least, like, how much? Like, what are the major differences? Obviously, be the mountains, the active lifestyle, all that type of stuff. But like, being there, like, what are some differences that like only you could know if you live there? That is different between living in the Northeast versus living out west in Denver. Um, everyone's happy. Like. One of the things I'll always remember someone told me, like, there's, like, there's East Coast, uh, what is the, how do they say it? There's, like, East Coast nice and West Coast nice. And mm-hmm. some, sometimes I feel like I stick out, like, a sore thumb, and it's like, yeah, she's not from around here. And, like, it's true, because, like, and you are probably like me, like, let's say you're cold, and or, like, it's raining, and you don't have a jacket. Someone from the West Coast would be like, oh, I'm so, like... I feel so bad that you're cold. Like, I wish you had a jacket or something. But, like, people from the Northeast were like, well, what the hell? Why didn't you wear a jacket? Like, it's freezing out. Like, let's just Literally, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> It'd be like, what are you, an idiot? Like, you, you yeah, can like, the weather? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah. I mean, like, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Like, people from no. the West are, like, in a bad way at all. Like, they're just attitudes. It's just... They're always positive. They're always, like, making the best of every situation and bringing the light to every situation. And, like, that's awesome because sometimes, like, when I am in a situation where, like, I get mad or I'm pissed, it's, like, I need someone to be, like, hey, like, it's okay. Like, get yourself out of the funk. Like, let's move on. So. No, that was one of the things I noticed when I got out there was, like, so I was doing – well, I started before the pandemic hit, obviously, like I started working um, with a, like a real estate company. And one of the things that I noticed was that like the office, so like the lady who was my boss, um, Kelly, which she was great. I have nothing but great things to say about her, you know, her and like the other people in the office that were like the office managers and stuff like that. They come walking in at like nine, nine thirty with the Starbucks. Hey, how's everyone's morning? <laughs> how's everyone doing? Yeah. Like, how was your night? Like, da 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 da. Like, yeah. did you get any? Do you have any showings last night? Da 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 da. And then I'm thinking it's like nine, nine thirty, and <laughs> and then it's just like, all right, well you know, get your coffee, do whatever. We'll have our quick little team meeting and then we'll start hitting the phone. Whereas it's like, come like living on the East, you know, come like eight, nine o'clock. It's like, yo, let's go. Like we got money to make, like it's grind <laughs> yeah. time. And it's like, I remember there would be a couple times where I'd go in early, like to the, I'd go in early and they'd be like, or they would have uh no, what was it? They would have a gym. So we were in like Lone Tree, L- Lone Tree, Colorado. So that's, that's west west of denver or no 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 it's south south of denver my bad um so we're in lone tree and it was a decent drive but with driving you know like 
25, 30 minutes to work outside of Denver every day. And then like the traffic, I was just like, okay, I'm just going to go in early because they have a gym at the corporate building that I was at. I was like, I'll get a quick workout in. I'll shower there. And then by the time I'm done with everything, it'll be probably like 7 30, 8 o'clock. No one's coming until nine. Well, a couple of the days that I was there early, they were early. They were there too. And they were just like, what, like, what are you, what are you doing here? And I'm like, oh, it's, it's not, I was just working out. Like, I'm just going to start like whatever I got to do yeah. and stuff like that. And they're like, man, like, you know, take, like, I know you're from the East and you guys are grind, 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 but like, yo, like relax. And I'm just like, that was the biggest thing for me is that like people yeah. out West are like so much more laid back. Like, it's not that they don't have a sense of urgency, but it's more so of just like, everything's okay. Like, yeah. Whereas like back yeah. East, we're like, we're just crazy. We're just like, no, it's now or never. Yeah. <laughs> like get out of my way. <laughs> Literally like, like grind, grind, grind. Like, Oh, I need a day off. Like day off. Well then find another job type of place. But like, yeah. that's not hit. That's not how it is out West. Like, um, we're so are, are you going to stay in Colorado now for a long time? Or is this just something for a couple more years you're going to do? Um, I mean, I have another year of school, so I am tied to Colorado for another year. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, people ask me that a lot, and I just kind of say, like, you know, I can't really say where I'm going to, like, end up living. I love Colorado. I'm not in any urgency to be like, well, I got to get out of here. Um, like, if I get a job that's here, then, like, yeah, I, and it's, like, a job that I want, then I'll be like, yeah, like, I'll hang around in Colorado. Um, I don't really know else where I want to like live. I need to experience more places in the United States to be like, no, this is where I want to live. So yeah, that's how that's the boat I'm in. I mean, like after being in Boston and then being in Denver, I was just like, I still don't know where I want to like post up and stay. Like, I don't know where I where I want to live. But like for people that haven't been to Denver, like pictures and justice. I mean, pictures and videos don't do justice. Like you have to actually like go there to experience yeah. it. Because, and it's kind of like freaky, like how, like we were in, so we had an Airbnb, like I know Jordan and, um, Jordan and his brother were in Westminster, Colin was in an Aurora, and then, well, they originally were in Boulder for a little bit, um, but we were, we were right in downtown Denver, like in Reno, so like that bar that we met at, the, I forget what that bar was, we were probably like, maybe like five minutes from that place, like where we were staying. And it was just crazy to me how you could be in a major city and everywhere you look, you're surrounded by mountains. Like it's, yeah. it, it doesn't seem like real life in a way. It, it kind of catches me sometimes. Like I will still be driving and I've been out here for like two years and I'll just be like driving on the highway and I like look at the mountains, the sky's completely blue and like, I'm going to like make it sappy right now, but like I'll just get like this moment where I'm like, holy shit this is where i live like nelly you did it like <laughs> it's just so un- like you don't see that back home like just the mountains it's like how is this even real no i i would the same thing or even sometimes coming back like driving um like when the sun's rising like in the morning too yeah and you like you could briefly see it you know how like if you see it it like kind of comes up like right near the mountains it kind of like highlights the top of the mountains and like the arches and stuff Mm. that that was like for me when I'm just like holy shit like people actually live in a place like this like where the (laughs) hell am I it doesn't like you like you said it doesn't seem real but um so like since moving out to Colorado obviously like I know you've been in school out there and you haven't really like per se lived out there like 
with not without going to school, but like, has there been anything that um, has put you outside your comfort zone in Colorado that now that you've kind of gotten over you're you've learned about yourself or like you just like learned any like life lessons so far since being out there? Um, yeah, so de- I mean, the whole move out to Colorado, like I, I have no family out here. I had my friend Darcy who like I lived with for the first year, but like, I didn't have anyone else. I had to, I had to make my own friends. I had to get a job. So the first year I was out here, I mean, my dad had told me like, Hey, if you're not going to be in school, like, sorry, like you got to pay for your rent and you're paying for everything. So I was like, damn. Okay. Um, so like, I really had to learn how to like save my money and like, be like, well, I can't go as hard as I want this weekend. Cause I have rent like on Monday, like just like little things like that. And just getting used to a whole new, whole new place, like by myself. And then after, so I was in Fort Collins. Then when I moved to Denver, I was like moving on my own. Like I don't have a roommate. I have a little studio that I live in on my own and I didn't really have any friends in Denver either. So again, I had to find another job, make new friends. And it's just kind of been like that whole cycle of like kind of being the new kid. And was it, did you find it hard at first to make friends? Cause obviously like everywhere you go, the people are different. And I thought the people in Colorado were a lot different than what we're used to like back yeah. East, whether it be in Mercyhurst or it's just like Buffalo or even where you were in Watertown, like, was it harder to make friends? Did you think it was easier? Like, I mean, you clearly have no issue making friends. It's just the personality you have. But, like, was it hard at first? Uh, I definitely, it's hard. Like, you are like, oh, no, you have that personality where you make friends easily. And it's like, yes and no. I think I can give that front of, like, oh, like, she's such a cool girl. And, like, she just hangs out with everyone. But, like, at the end of the day, I'm kind of a homebody, and, like, I just, like, people will be like, hey, come out, like, this and that, and I'm like, well, I don't really know you. I'm not going out with you. Like, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it is. Like, once I'm, like, warmed up to someone and, like, people I work with, like, I work at this restaurant called Humble, and Colorado people are different, and especially Denver people because like I just talk to them and it's like you are we are not the same you're nice but we're not the same and I finally met this girl Jay and like we go out all the time and it's like okay finally like I found a friend she's like me here we go uh yeah my well you met her the one the one weekend because she sent me a picture of YouTube yeah, you Grace, met Grace. Yeah. yes yes that's what I was talking about earlier when I said Grace Grace came to Mercyhurst to visit she obviously you know she played at Marquette but yeah she came the one weekend to visit and she was just like if I never go back to Mercyhurst I'm fine I'm fine because <laughs> 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 she had such a good time um but yeah she texted me and was just like hey do you know do you know Nellie and I'm yeah. like, I only know one Nelly. She, I'm like, she went to Mercyhurst with me. And she goes, yeah, I just met her. And I was like, okay. And then she sent me a picture of you two. But um, that was, I know, like, she told me that, like, when she first moved out there, that was kind of, like, her struggle as well. She was just like, yo, like, I don't really, besides, like, Colin, Will, um, she's like, I don't really know anyone out here. And, like, the girls are not, like, they're they're just not like me. So she was yeah. saying that she had a little bit, I mean, now she's, you know, made some friends and found her way. But she was saying, like, at first, she was just like, dude, like, this is not what I expected it to be. 
Yeah. Where were you guys when you met her? Uh, we were at this bar, Avanti, and it, it was, like, the weirdest thing. I was with my friend Jay, and we were just, like, sitting. It's just, like, this rooftop bar, so we were sitting at the bar, and she was with... I think that some of her friends from Marquette were visiting because someone like got married or there was some sort of wedding and like she was around. And so she's in this huge group and Jay and I are at the bar and like her guy friends are like trying to get a drink at the bar. So like, you know, when you're like awkwardly standing next to someone who's sitting at the bar, like trying to get a drink. Uh huh. Um, So her friends there and like, obviously like conversation starts because it's like where the heck is this bartender and then yeah (laughs) and then grace like comes up and she's like hey they like bothering you guys and we're like oh no like they're fine like no worries and everyone had just like started talking at that point and we were like talking about lacrosse and everything because i think some of her friends like they were guys that played on the team and then obviously she went to marquette and i was like looking at her and i was like you look pretty familiar and i was just like i just like threw it out there i was like do you know john antonio and her jaw just like went right to the floor she was like no freaking way and i was like yep (laughs) (laughs) then we sent sent the picture to you and then yeah i thought she was fucking with me because i didn't know you were in denver i thought that you were still in fort collins and then she's like i met your friend nelly and I saw the text, and I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> That's all I said. I was just like, okay, cool, or something like that. And then she sent me a selfie of you two, and I was like, no way. I was like, I told her, I was like, you'll have fun with her. I'm like, she's a good time. Because, like, she was she was saying that, like, it was, like, it, it, it's not that it was a struggle, but, like, it, it took her a second to, like, meet some people that she was yeah. just like, okay. Like, you were saying that it's like, okay, yeah, I, I do want to go out with you. I want to spend time with you. I want to get to know you a little bit more, um, stuff like that. So on top of being out in Colorado and like all the other things you've learned and stuff like that, like I ask everyone this not to get into like personal details, but have now that you've been technically out of college, I mean, you're finishing up college. Now you're in the real world and stuff like that. And you're on your own. You don't have family out there and you know, you're providing for yourself. You're taking care of yourself. Are there some things that you wish school would have taught you financially? Um, definitely. Yeah. Um, I can 100% say, like, I have not been the smartest with, like, money at all. Like, yeah, I'm still young, but, I mean, I got a credit card. I don't know how old. It was, like, I was still an undergrad, and it was, like, you're stupid with that. But pretty much I would just say that, like, school, (laughs) this is going to sound stupid, but, like, school needs to, like, emphasize, like, save your money, like, don't necessarily like save your money, like never spend it. Like you should still live life and don't worry about money and finance, like to the T, but like also make a point that like save your money. <laughs> no. Cause I, cause I always thought that from like taking like financial management classes and like taking other like finance classes at Mercyhurst and Hobart, like, yeah, it's not necessarily on the school to teach you about money and stuff like that. Um, and to prepare you for that aspect. But at the same time, it's like some parents may not have, uh, might not be around enough cause they're always working or something like that right. to teach the kids. So I always thought like, I always like asking people about it. Cause that's one of the things that like, I think school should be teaching us because, you know, come on, between me and you, school teaches us a lot of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely. It teaches a lot of bullshit. But um, so kind of like wrapping up here, because we've been talking for like almost an hour now, like what um, since like leaving school, undergrad, obviously you're in 
post-grad now, but just obviously being out in your own, moving across the country and stuff like that. What, um, what are some things that you've had to like teach yourself or educate yourself on that, again, going back to school that you, that you like looking back, you're like, damn, I wish school would have taught me this rather than me having to learn the hard way or me having to learn just basically on myself. Um, I mean, definitely I'm going to go back to the whole, like, I've had to learn how to prioritize that. I mean, that goes back to when we first started this whole conversation with lacrosse and everything, but like not always falling to peer pressure, um, knowing my priorities and like sticking to them. Um, that's a big one, but also like, I just with everything, like failure isn't always bad. Like I kind of had to teach myself in that way. I don't, I mean, people who are athletes, like, sometimes you don't make a team. And, like, it sucks in the moment. You feel embarrassed. But, like, it almost, like, makes you the better athlete when you get that, like, rejection in a way. And I feel like sometimes rejection has always, like, pushed me to be better. And, like, even when I failed that religion class, like, I had to really, like, step up to the plate. And sometimes I feel like failure has always brought me, like, or stepped me up to the plate. And I've had to push myself harder. That's definitely something I've had to learn. And like, that's what I've had to learn through the hard ways. Well, I've heard, I heard from, I'm trying to think of what the hell's his name. Uh, Tory Lanez, the rapper Tory Lanez. He was on mm-hmm. a Barstool podcast and he was talking about that. And he was saying, which I've heard, you know, obviously more like people like Conor McGregor and yeah. like people that like say it and you like, you hear it, but you also don't like kind of think about it. Cause you're like, yeah. okay, they're, they're in front of a camera. They're trying to sound a specific way to get more eyes on them and da 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 da. But Tory Lanez was saying that he doesn't ever – and um, Kobe Bryant kind of said it in a, at a similar but different way. But he was saying that, that he doesn't really associate himself with failure because he said he doesn't look at – he said the only way it's a failure is if he stops and he gives up. Whereas, like, if he fails or gets rejected or something like that, he said that, that it's, like, it's simply, like, a lesson. But, like, the way we're yeah. conditioned – the way we're conditioned, whether it's peer pressure, whether it's school, whatever it is, is that it's like if you don't get that thing that you want or you get rejected by, you know, a guy that you want to take you out or vice versa, like a girl or something like that. It's more so of like people then go inwards and they're like they start to think like, oh, fuck, I'm not good enough. And then it just causes like an avalanche of other like other emotions. And then like you kind of get stagnant and then just more bad shit happens. But how do you think? going off of that, like there, if you have anything for it, like there could be a way to, for people to realize that it's just like getting rejected or not getting that thing you want is ultimately helping you farther down the line. Even if you may not see the, like the light at the end of the tunnel, not to get a little like sappy, but like, just, I don't know how other else to ask that question. (laughs) No, no, you're definitely right. And I, I don't know if I'm really going to answer in the right way, but like, I mean, I've had to learn that, like, failure doesn't define you. Um, Like, at first, yeah, you get that rejection. You don't get what you want. Like, you feel embarrassed. You feel ashamed. Like, you feel like you've let yourself down or other people down. But I think in order to not feel that way, like, you kind of got to – you got to find yourself. You got to know who you are and, like, you got to know your worth. Um, Mm -hmm. How do you – no, continue, my bad. I thought you were – No, 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 go go um the worth thing I you brought that up I wasn't gonna bring that up but I like I say that to people all the time like I say like you if it's I don't want to say I say it all the time like I preach it I don't but I think that it is 
tough nowadays with social media and like the the amount of peer pressure that's in like the environment we all live in it's a kind of like to say like oh know your worth that could kind of get twisted into being becoming not being but becoming like an arrogant snobby person but how do you in your opinion how do you walk that very fine line of like no like I know what I bring to the table. I know who I am as a person. I know what my intentions are. And if you don't see it, that is your fault. That's not mine. Adios. I'm going to keep going without it coming across as like someone being like, damn, Nelly's a bitch. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I don't really know that. You, I don't know. Like, I'm not answering the question, but it's like, you just got to know the fine line. Like, you know, you know your worth, you know what you bring to the table. And like, that's what matters at the end of the day. Like when I first started my internship, we had like this meeting with like all the staff and everything. And I remember this since day one, like my boss told us, she was like, success is a mindset. And then she like paused and then she was like, and so is failure. So that's just kind of been something I've been keeping with me with this whole thing of like knowing your worth. And it's like, my success is my mindset. And like, that's my worth. And, and that goes for the people that, you know, the whole failure thing, like yeah. if failure is your mindset, then like change it. Like you have the ability to change it. Mm -hmm. What would be, cause I know you do a lot with like, uh, with like fitness and exercise science and stuff like that. So say if hypothetically, even if you're not going to be, you're training athletes, right? You're training girls to be lacrosse players or something like that. And there's a girl that you see a lot of potential in and, but she just mentally does not have it. And because a lot of people, when like they said, a lot of people are, don't like change because they're afraid of the unknown and they don't know what's going to happen. So, and people at the same time when it's like, yeah, you can always just change whenever you want, but it's, it's hard with the, like, it's a little bit easier with your actions, but like the mental aspect of it, it's a little bit harder. So like if you were training a girl or you were doing a, a program for someone and they kept, you know, quote unquote, I don't want to say failing, but they kept having slip ups and they weren't getting anywhere with what they're trying to get at. How would you like mentally prep them and talk to them to like make it to, not to want to make them change, but like get them to change so that they could get to where they were trying to go? Um, well, I think, and you hear this everywhere, like, when people want to make a change, it's like zero to 100. And like, yeah, that's great. I wish we could all do that. But in reality, like, you got to start with small changes. Like, you can't, you can't expect like, this huge success when you go from like, nothing to this huge 100%. Like, that's not sustainable. So I'm always like, if you want to have this mental mindset where you're like, changing in the example you're taking this like lacrosse player like start with the small things like if I'm gonna try to develop this girl into this lacrosse player like hey like why don't you start playing some wall ball like every other day you know like simple things like that um uh I don't, I don't know if that really answers the question. No but... no I thought you were I thought you were gonna keep going I thought you were I, just, else. I think no. like, like the small changes like don't expect like this new outcome that's like oh new me like new mindset like let's go like I'm making this huge change in my life and like I'm never going back like that's when you see a lot of the times people like they slip up like start mm -hmm. with something small and like you can work your way up 
No, hundred percent. I yeah, I'm always just curious because it's like the uh, I forget what is it the Chinese water torture where it's like a drop of water in the middle of your forehead like every like thirty seconds. It's like after uh, after like I think it's like ten minutes or something like that. It starts to feel like someone's like smacking you in the fucking head when really it's just the entire time it's just been a drop of water. I don't think I've ever seen that. No, you never had. It was like uh, I forget what movie <laughs> there was watching with it. Oh. <laughs> as weird as that, as weird as it sounds, but like I. And then I saw, like, a UFC fighter talk about it, like, when he was talking about how, like, change, and he was talking about how, like, the small, like, the small steps over time grow into, like, this big, big, like, uh, result. Kind of like the, like, a brick, a brick a day turns into a brick wall rather than just trying to do a brick wall straight up. But, no, I just wanted to ask you that. But also, like, like, on the change thing, like, you talked about, like, not knowing or, like, fearing the unknown or whatever, and it's just, like... I also have like another thing that's like, just take the risk. Like if you don't take the risk, you're never going to know. And like, if you hate it, you can always go back. Like that's also another thing that I'm like, if you want to see change, like just, just do it. Like don't hold back. Why do you think so many people are adverse to risk? Um, if you have an opinion, I mean, you don't need to have an opinion or an answer. I mean, I do. I mean, I just think people are like scared to have that. We, I mean, we keep saying failure, but like, I don't really want to use failure, but just like having that, like, oh, I don't really like this, or like, oh, this isn't me, or like, oh, I failed, like, this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing thing, you know? Like, mm-hmm. they're scared to take that step and like change something in their routine. No, yeah. For sure. And so, like, kind of wrapping up here, I have some final questions for you, yeah. which um, two of them I stole from another podcast, but hopefully he <laughs> uh, I stole from I literally I'm putting it out there since uh, plagiarizing is a theme of this episode. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, so I stole him. I stole him from Jay Shetty. So hopefully he listens and he's just like, Hey dude, stop saying that. And I'll be like, okay, cool. But you got to come on the podcast before I stop. Um, but he, he, on his podcast, he asks every guest he has on um, two questions that are, what is the worst piece of advice you've ever been given? And then what is the best piece of advice you've been given, which if you don't have a bad piece of advice, that's fine because um, a lot of people say that they don't really have a bad piece of advice because usually when they hear it, it's in one ear and out the other. So if that's you, that's fine. But if you have a bad piece of advice, what 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 would that have been? Um, well, I really can't think of like a bad piece of advice I've ever gotten or that's really advice. Um, I guess something that kind of can go along the lines of that is you know, when you do something wrong or you've made a mistake, I, I get annoyed when people are like, well, it's all right. Like you'll do better next time. That just, that's not advice, but like, I'd rather have someone be like, no, you, you can do better. Like, what are you going to do to like make it better next time? Something along those lines. It's Mm -hmm. not really a quote or a piece of advice, but I guess it kind of relates. Yeah. Um, Best piece of advice. Uh, this is really corny, but uh, <laughs> my, dad always, my dad has always said, like, like growing up, it's always just like you're the fairest, like believe in yourself, and that, to this day, he still says that. So that's that's where I'm at with advice. 
I love it. And the last question I have from you, this I did not steal from anyone, or at least to my knowledge, I didn't steal from anyone. I just thought about it. But if you could today meet 18-year-old Nelly, if you could meet 18-year-old Nelly today, what would you tell her, one, about the ups and downs in life? And that doesn't mean necessarily emotional. It just means like the, some of your worst days and then some of your bad days. What would you tell her? And then the second part would be what piece of wise words would you give her to always carry with her moving forward in life? Um, 18-year-old Nelly. <laughs> I'd probably, you know, like, slow down a little bit. Um, Just, like, know who you are. Like, be true to yourself. Um, Know what you want in life. And with those wants, like, know the priorities and kind of the sacrifices you need to take in order to achieve those. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, like, be grateful like I feel like at 18 I was like I'm from this middle of nowhere town like everyone sucks like I'm getting the heck out of here and now I'm like you know what I love where I'm from I love the people I grew up with and I'll always be grateful for that like no matter how far away I am I'm always grateful for where I came from because it's made me who I am today mm-hmm. and was that is that the wise words yeah Okay, I just had, like, a brain malfunction. I, like, forgot my train of thought for a second. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> um, But, yeah, no, that's uh, – well, then we'll, we'll wrap it up on that. That's the episode. So I uh, I thank you for doing this. I know uh, we're on a little time delay. What, you two – I'm two hours ahead of you, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it's what? It's 10 a.m. your time, so I mean, damn. it's almost gotta... 11 now. Oh, okay. Yeah, almost 11. But I mean, we've been talking for almost about an hour or so. So you got up bright and early for this. <laughs> <laughs> early riser. That's what people do in Colorado. Uh, you know, literally. Yeah, it, that was the other thing that I was like caught off guard <laughs> by. But then again, like people probably do it here too. It's just not as noticeable, yeah. maybe. I don't know. But all right. Well, yeah, that's all I have. And uh, we'll definitely get you on again. And I appreciate you doing this. Yeah, well, thanks for reaching out. This was awesome. <laughs> so yeah i'll get it uh i'll get it edited up and then i'll get it uh posted posted later today all right sounds good all right thank you yeah thank you